Sorry, I should keep cursing to a minimum. Oh, you're on, you're on recording now. Okay, so this is the October 12th Sycamore High School PTO meeting. And we're putting it right in front of the list. There we go, right in the So hopefully everyone had a chance to review the minutes. Um, are there any changes or corrections to the minutes? Okay, if not, we can approve them as read. Yeah, motion to approve the minutes as read. Thank you. Erin, <laughs> for those on. Um, okay, well, we're gonna skip over the principal's report right now because <laughs> I'm not prepared to give that. So we'll go to president's report. Um, at the front desk, Camille, this is not on the agenda, but Camille remind, asked me to remind everyone that if there's not a spot in the PTO or visitor spots to please park on the bus ramp that any parking in the staff spots or the student spots could be punishable by I don't know what. But um, <laughs> they do check. Of course, I was going to mention, sometimes we get here and all the PTO spots are gone. But um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, just it remind other people that might not, those of you that have been around a while know that the bus ramp is the place to go as a default if you can't get a spot. But um, as long as you're there after the buses are gone in the morning and you're gone before the buses come back at 2 o'clock, you're fine there. Um, senior class activities, Suzanne, do we give a report? The senior service day is Tuesday, so that's coming up. And then Halloween is the next um, big activity. And it sounded like they're good on candy. They were just asking for more gift cards. This is the last for prizes for the Cool. And does everybody know what Senior Halloween is? No? You want to tell us what Senior Halloween is? Senior Halloween is a, I mean, a really fun tradition at the high school where only seniors get to dress up and then they have a parade. And it's last bell. And everybody will come into the gym, so all the other students will be there. And then they will actually have them come down to the floor and kind of do like a circle. And that's how they get judged. And they do it based upon like singles and doubles and groups, and they kind of break it up into categories, partially depending on how much, how many gift cards they have and how many prizes too. <laughs> and they kind of assess um, throughout the day what type of costumes, so they, they can kind of try to figure out, um, you know, what kind of groups to break them into. And uh, but it's just it's fun. It's the, you know, they get to dress up and be silly, and um, some, some of the costumes are super creative. So that's the other evening, and parents can come. So, um, so parents are welcome to come. So the time, I want to say it's seventh bell. I can't remember exactly. It was in the weekly aviator, um, the actual time. And then usually the parents kind of sit, if I recall, kind of like in the gym and sort of maybe on the right side, but on the lower end, you know, uh, on the lower level of the um, uh, not risers, the bleachers. bleachers. Yeah, I did. Well, yeah, it depends on when you get there and where they start filing on all the students. So, but. it's a very fun event. Has it been going on forever? Those of you that were here a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Not late. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh, City Barbecue um, fundraiser is coming up. So this fundraiser is uh, for the Sycamore PTO scholarship fund. Um, the Sycamore PTOs uh, contribute together, although the high school PTO does contribute a larger amount, to fund four um, scholarships for seniors. 
and uh, three of which are chosen by a PTO committee based on application and one that's chosen by counselors. And um, this is a good way for us to earn extra money. We were able to bump the prize or the scholarship awarded amount to $1,000 for each, um, partially through this fundraiser. And it does make these some of the nicer local scholarships that are awarded. So anyway, um, it has historically been on homecoming weekend, which for high school people is just a really, really busy weekend. So we decided to try to put it on Flight Fest weekend this year to kind of give a little chat out to Flight Fest. So that is October 19th, 20th, and 21st. The um, flyer, you can get a quick link right there, um, tinyurl.com uh, backslash we eat barbecue, um, or it's also printed in the, uh, the aviator, the weekly aviator update for the next couple weeks that will be there. Oh, yeah? Can I add, they were very generous in after prom last year too, and gave us like, I think three $25 gift cards, City Barbecue did as well as other things, so they're very supportive, so I would highly Yeah, their kickback is like 25%. I mean, it's a really, really impressive kickback for just going and eating dinner. You know, you're just being dictated where to eat dinner and when, but other than that, <laughs> it's an easy fundraiser. <laughs> um, and there's nothing to report for after prom or odd couples this month, but look for it in the future. Um, anything else, President? Not that I know. Okay. Not that I know. Uh, Treasurer's report. Okay. There are there were a few copies of the balance sheet and the budget versus actuals reports over here. Otherwise, oh, are they also sure. available on the? They're also at that quick link. And so, um, does anyone have any questions about any of the, uh, either of the reports? The balance sheet basically we're at $82,509.47 for assets. Um, we've got, for budget versus actual, we seem to be on track for the most part. Um, bookstores at 3,000 so far for the year, um, which is about what we were at last year at this time. Does anyone have any questions about any of the, the numbers? And am I supposed to be getting, I thought I was supposed to do a hanger. I have it. I, uh, I have it from okay. the, um, that's why I had to get my phone. Um, so neither Lisa or Jill could be at the meeting today, but they said the bookstore is doing well, sales are strong, um, getting ready for the holidays with new items arriving every week, and stop by after the PTO meeting to get your homecoming spirit wear. <laughs> Store is open all morning. So right on time. Sorry. <laughs> um, and just so you know, we're making a podcast today. It's a fancy word for audio recording. Great. <laughs> okay, sorry. Any other questions about the financials? Do I need to make a motion to approve each month? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I did that the elementary. Okay. Then I'm done. Okay. Do you want to double back to principal's report? Sure. Sorry I'm late. Just, Ditto. Just, a <laughs> <laughs> Better late than just get that out right now. <laughs> um, just a couple things going on. And then I, we had a uh, 2001 graduate pop in unexpectedly from San Francisco. And so you always want to give them time 
So showed them a few of the updates. Um, busy week this week with homecoming, spirit week. We're excited for uh, the dance tomorrow night. We know it'll be a really good one. Um, yesterday, the lines for tickets, because not buy it at the last minute would be unheard of. <laughs> so we'll still have kids buying today and we'll, we'll take care of that. So we're excited about that. We're actually starting our prep work for the schedule for next year already. Um, that, that will come very quickly. Yesterday, we had a big day on campus, um, or excuse me, Wednesday, with the PSAT, pre-ACT, and the Aspire. For those younger parents, we take all that data that we get back, um, and we put kids on watch lists, um, kids that we need to do intervention with, um, and then also share that with departments and set departmental goals on what we need to do to increase holistically um, kids' ACT scores. On October 16th, um, this group, uh, an outside group comes in and assesses all our juniors with the pre-ACT. They grade it, they give individualized reports for all the juniors, and then they also are doing some professional development with about 15 of our teachers to show them strategies, not only on helping kids that score a 17 increase to a 20 or a 21, but also give strategies for those kids that score a 30 to get them to a 33. Um, and they're, they're very well known for helping increase scores. We are meeting with the Board of Education on Monday in a retreat. Um, the board's really interested in our data, um, both on our report card and also with our ACT data to really dig deep. And you know, they're taking us to task on finding out what we do with that data and you know why we didn't meet the geometry benchmark and, and those kind of things. Um, and some of what we do is to educate them this district is fortunate that we offer so many things. Um, our comparable district is Solon, uh, which is outside of Cleveland. If you look at their data, you know why aren't we copying everything that they do? Because they have straight A's, they're, they're knocking it out of the ballpark. It's just the philosophy of the district. Our philosophy here is to focus on the whole child, develop critical thinking skills, and prepare them for everything. Um, we don't want to create a bunch of test takers. And nothing against them, that's their philosophy. They send packets home, um, they teach to the test, um, and they create really good test takers. They don't offer um, the arts in grades five and six. Uh, they have very few AP classes in their high school. In the art department, they have art history and AP art studio. Uh, there's no computer, AP computer science. Um, so everything's limited. Uh, they don't have a double accelerated track. So if you look at our geometry, your highest, highest flyers take geometry when they're in the seventh grade. Those scores do not count for us at the high school. Mm -hmm. The next level of high flyers take it in the eighth grade. Those are not counted at the high school. The 
next level of high flyers take it in the summer. Those are not counted in our day at the high school. So you wonder, well, gosh, why aren't they doing that at the high school? That's not an excuse, but that's some of the reason. Um, to tell you as parents, we don't like excuses. So what have we done? You know, last year, we went to the power standards, and we taught the power standards that are on the test. Um, kids had a hard time connecting it. So this year, we actually are trying a new curriculum. It's an inquiry-based curriculum. Um, we have a set of geometry teachers that meet regularly, looking at kids called formative assessments and seeing how we can increase. I am more than confident that our scores will be drastically different next year compared to this year. We also have to look at the cohort of kids. Sometimes a whole cohort might struggle a little bit. Um, and we have that periodically, where just in some classes, we have some super high flyers. Um, but sometimes the target that we try to reach keeps moving on us. Um, and it's tough to keep up with the target when they keep moving on us. So, while it may seem, gosh, is achievement going up in that building or is it going backwards? I would say our achievement is going up. Um, I look back in 2001 and 2002, we had 32 National Merit Finals, 32. We had 19 this year. I would put our 19 up against those 32 any day of the week. I think their achievement is up, the expectations are higher, and they're involved in more things. Their cut scores a lot. Their cut score back then was about a 210. Now it's a 219. Just four years ago, this cut score was a 212. This year, the cut score for being a commended scholar was a 212. So if you take that score back then at a 212, we would have had 34 or 35 National Merit Semifinals this year. So, how are we comparable to Solon if there's so many differences between us? Why is that the benchmark? I mean, thank you. Who who decides that? <laughs> okay, so it's it's a yes. it's a okay. It's an Ohio. It's an Ohio testing kind of thing. Not so a. If you, if you compare our scores to some other, did mean compare our score to, to Mason? Mason met their geometry, but. <coughs> They, they, don't said, they don't have multi. They don't have a double accelerated track. They also send packets home, <laughs> and you're working. So again, it's your philosophical stance on what's important. We have a lot of qualitative data from our graduates that come back and tell us we are so much better prepared than our peers, and their number one strength is writing. Yeah. Our, mm -hmm. our our English part doesn't give them all the choice tests. We don't focus on grammar because they believe that writing will develop their grammar skills. It's a, so, and, and that's what we will talk to the board about and any parent that wants to discuss it. And but we, have a, we have a lot of data, but data is only data. We don't make widgets here. We deal with human beings, you know, and there's so many things that we deal with human beings that nobody sees. You know, we have a family that's in hiding. 
And we, we have kids that struggle having food. Um, and we're going to worry about them doing a worksheet at night? I mean, so there's a lot of different variables that we, we look at. And we just try to take care of every single kid in this building. We're human. We make mistakes. Um, but we're, we're rocking. Yesterday, we had about 25 superintendents here uh, looking at our renovation science wing and this innovation lab. Um, and it was really neat walking them into this innovation lab and them sitting with kids and talking to kids. And um, one of the superintendents was here was Kenji Matsudo. That name rings a bell. Mm -hmm. uh, former principal who always gives me a hard time. So every kid he passed in the hallway, how's Mr. Rader doing? Do you like him? <laughs> <laughs> did you get good reports from he the kids? He told me I didn't. I heard a couple, <laughs> couple kids say, yeah, he's doing okay. <laughs> so that's really what we're doing up in the office area. We're, we're busy working with the Board of Education for the strategic facility plan. Um, the board was given five different plans. Um, they're gonna narrow it down to three before they bring it to the community and say, what would you like? Um, it's really exciting. So if you have some really young kids, <laughs> really exciting time for you. Um, that process that that process takes a long time. It, it, Sarah, it takes a long time. Um, Sarah, to, to from start to start to finish, it, it takes about a five year process because you you get the you get the community's input, then you have to decide where the money's coming from, and if there is a bond issue, then you go for the bond issue, and then detailed drawings. We work with faculty on how it's going to be developed, and then if we remodel this building. How do you remodel this building? The science wing alone was supposed to take 24 weeks to complete. We finished it in 10 weeks. We couldn't do that to a whole building. So we would do that in phases. And that would probably be a three year or four year phase of a headache. <laughs> but the headaches work. So. What did the superintendents, what they think about this innovation lab? Uh, they all want to start one. Everybody knows that in some form or fashion, personalized approach to education is the ticket. Um, and what we said is, while the Cinnovation Lab may be getting a lot of attention right now, um, but it's the shiny pebble in the pond. So we, we, know, we know that things that are happening in there will have tentacles throughout this building in terms of how does personalized education look like in the classroom? Um, one of our long-term visions is to go to complete mastery-based education in this building. Um, it takes a lot of work, a lot of thought, um, but to get kids to realize a D's not good enough, a C's not good enough, and we work with them until we get that achievement that's a long process, and it, and it has to start even younger than us sometimes. How does Abe's Academy compare to Cinnovation? Are they ever going to kind of join? Yeah, no. Um, so Abe's Academy is an online platform. You correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I will. Um, <laughs> Abe's Academy is an online platform that we have teachers there to assist them. And the program that we use is called Apex. 
somebody else created it, it's their curriculum, et cetera. This innovation lab, the curriculum that is developed there, our teachers digitized it themselves. It is a mixed, or you can call it blended, where our teachers also do workshops with the kids. If they know, okay, I know this is really tough concept to understand, we're gonna do a workshop on it. And then the kids can come and get help. In addition, each student has to take a project-based learning course. So they're working on projects at the same time to incorporate. Um, our yeah. Now we have looked at some online platforms to possibly bring in for courses we may not teach in this building, um, but it would not be an apex, it would be probably a virtual high school, and there's one out of four that we probably have it. Any other questions for Mr. Mader? kids come out of there twice a day into a traditional setting. Um, we also have courses that are pushed in, um, and a lot of universities now are doing more of a blended approach as well. Um, even if you're in a traditional setting, the Blackboard platform that universities use or uh, Edumodal is another platform. It is a mixed kind of a balance. Okay, so you're seeing some truly that's a, a personalized approach really starts teaching kids some self-discipline because when they leave you they're going and they're unsupervised 24 hours a day um, wait I shouldn't be doing that now some of the experience that some of our kids don't make it in that environment you know, I am one that so um, they need to learn that self-discipline of staying up, setting goals, all those different things. And that's what we really hope to push out into the rest of this world. I have two, two questions. One's a quick question. If a child wanted to do get homecoming dance tickets today, where would they do that? We'll, we'll still be down in the comments at lunch. In the comments? Yeah. Okay. Second question. Um, and maybe they addressed this, but I haven't been to a meeting in a while. Um, it was last year you were doing a traffic pattern study. Yep. Did anything ever come of that? Yeah, they wanted us to move the pond. Oh, um, okay. Not kidding. <laughs> um, we're really waiting on to start the, uh, hopefully start a remodel of this building. Church. Um, one of the, several of the options have the stadium moving back up here on campus. Um, and then we would take the Cornell Road and we make an entrance before the neighborhood to get people off of Cornell quicker. Because you're, if you're ever on that road and you're about ready to pull your hair out at about <laughs> 7.05, the deadlocks are the neighborhood coming out, the car stopping for that, and then the next entrance, because people are trying to leave or turn in, 
if you pull those people coming from Montgomery Road off that road quicker, things would move much quicker. Yeah. And then at the same time, we would make our parking lots a lot safer as well. Um, again, we don't have a drawing or anything, but one of our ideas is to move the front office to the upper locker bay and the front door becomes that side of the building again instead of the back door. And okay. then we would, we want to She's put the bus passed. ramp towards the practice fields and then put a raised sidewalk so kids get on a sidewalk that no car would go by them or bus or whatever. I have it all drawn out on a, a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> So, but but all that stuff will be See, done in. Plan. in plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yes, I just had a question. It's with the facility reaper. Um, the pool. What what consideration is the pool getting in all of this? A lot. It is. Yeah. Okay. So I saw a spreadsheet. They have each section of the building. How many dollars per square foot will be spent, and all those different things. One thing I can tell you, if we're able to remodel this building, every program, every kid will be touched in it. We have some crazy ideas, and that's really why I like doing projects like that, because when you sit with architects, they say, give us your craziest ideas, um, and we have some crazy ones. And then they funnel it down into something that's practical. Going back to the Cinevision Lab, work in progress yeah um, how do you feel like you are meeting the goals and where you wanted to be by this point versus where you actually are um, I think educationally we are for 95% of the kids in there we are above where we wanted to be um, some of the kids are thriving where we, what we didn't expect is some of the management issues that we have in terms of what do we do with the kids, that 5% of the kids that aren't self-disciplined or guided or whatever. Um, and you have teachers that are trying to do intervention, but yet had to grade assessments, formative assessments to do the intervention. And then you have kids that are left alone, not meeting goals. So we met with the superintendent, convinced him to add a staff member, not a teacher. So we do have, we moved Hank Ray into this innovation lab as a progress monitor. So now any kid that's not meeting a goal sits at the table and he sets their goals. They work together to set their goals for the day, but they're more monitored in that, that realm. Um, the kids are working on an accountability measure for themselves. I sat through some of their PBL projects in terms of how do we keep up with attendance in there because you got kids coming and going. Um, kids came up with, one kid did research on our, our key fob system, swipe system, called the company, got quotes where you swipe in and swipe out uh, in timestamps. Uh, another group did research on a fingerprint reader that you would fingerprint it and timestamps you. And then another group came in and said, well, we think we solved the problem. We wrote this app, and then they showed us the app on checking in and checking out. So, so we know that that was an issue. We're, we're 
behind on that aspect. On the PBLs or on the No, on just the management of attendance and making sure kids are where they are. Okay. But the PBL process, I would say we are ahead of schedule in where we thought we would. Okay. And the kids' presentation skills are have been amazing. So the so the quote soft skill aspect are kids are really, really good. And to see those kids in there interact with adults that they don't even know are coming in is pretty impressive. And to hear their comments. To go along with that, is there ever going to be a parent meeting for parents like my child's in Innovation Lab as well? And I feel very like lost, like I, he tells me nothing. And I really don't know what's going on. <laughs> he is, is the only child that doesn't talk to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I couldn't get a, a conference. They were all. Still, which I'm going to go meet with the teachers, but is there going to be some kind of a parent meeting where you kind of tell us how it's going? Like, I just think that would be helpful to us. Yeah, right, I don't know if they have one planned, but I'll make sure one gets planned. Okay. Okay. I thought there was something actually. I well, thought it's I just for new. If there's a for that's for new. Oh, for, for new. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I was all excited, and then I was like, oh, it's for new. No, but that's, that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Since okay. since uh, so the quarter ends today. We'll, yeah, we'll get one plan. They don't like these quarter grades weeks. now, right? They're only getting semester grades, and I yeah. would not have known that if yeah. another parent would have told me that I said that. Oh, so you're not getting a quarter grade? Oh no. Nobody gets real grades except for the, I mean, like the transcript grades only come from semester grades anyway. GPAs aren't being calculated except at the semester and the end of the year. So, so they will receive a report card? This time, I don't think so. Okay. Even though they have standard regular classes that they're? They will still have those, yes. So they won't, just yeah. won't get documentation of those grades. I need to follow up on that. And we'll communicate that. Do you know if the district quality profile that came out got mailed to all residents, or was it only to, or is it resident at 8460? Yeah. You know? It's all residents. Okay, great. That was very well done. Great new layout. Everything was very, very nice. Yes. No, that's I finally got it. Probably more important than anything that the non-parents get. Yes, that's what I was hoping yes. happened. So, great. Any other all right, Anne. Hi. Um, sorry, she was kind of the first one that I've made it to this year. Um, you know, the coffee with the council was super well attended, so that was kind of cool. That was cool. Um, we, as you guys know, we have the new counselor arrangement, um, but we have kept our seniors, so um, it's. We think it's going to be really amazing. Um, it's just a lot right now because we have our seniors and then a whole full new, full new caseload, most of us. Um, Mark Millette and Brenda Fisher moved over from student assistance and post-secondary planning, so they don't have seniors because they didn't have seniors. Um, and then Mrs. Brenner, who's in the back, and Mrs. Rose, who's on maternity leave, but Mrs. Wells' camp is in for her. 
um, only have seniors. So because they're so we're all by grade level, so they're the senior counselors. So they they only have their seniors and not a new grade level caseload. Um, and then tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade, we all have like or ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade, we all have a new caseload in addition to our seniors. It's probably I probably made that a lot more confusing. I think you guys kind of know what it is by now. Um, it's working. What we're finding out is that we really can be like grade level specialists. And so we're keeping um, a document of our learnings as we go forward. Um, so like Mr. Sweeney and I have 11th grade and we've already, we've already been thinking about things differently or have experienced things. It's like, oh, we need to let the 10th grade counselors, we need to put this on this document so when we review everything at the end of the year, that's not a surprise or there's a better way to do something um, or whatever. So, like we just realize, we, because there's only two of us in the 11th grade and most kids who are in AP Psych are 11th graders, we were getting all these kids coming down requesting to drop in the first couple weeks. And I'm like, there are record numbers of kids dropping AP Psych, what is going on? And then realizing, well, I have, I don't just have GHI anymore. I have half of the junior class, and he has half of the junior. So we have them all. So we were like, this is ridiculous. And then, you know, we're remembering, like, those numbers were spread out amongst, you know, seven counselors before, and now they're just the two of us. But we did realize that there are more than there usually are anyway. And so we met with social studies department chair and the two AP psych teachers, and we were able to, like, say, you know, how can we help? Like, what's going on? Because some of them, when they're dropping it, it's too, it's too many weeks in where we can't put them in another class. So how can we, because, and, and we don't want all of our AP classes to have a prerequisite or a giant gate, locked gate around. We want kids to be able to opt into some of these AP classes without tons of summer work and tons of hoops to jump through, and the AP Psych is one of those. So when we met, what the two AP Psych teachers had done was they have the kids on the first day fill out a questionnaire. And one of the questions they ask is about their classes that they're currently in and that they have had. And what they saw was almost every kid who was coming down requesting to drop was not in an honors or accelerated English. And the reading that's required is a lot. And the depth of it is a college textbook. It's a college class. So there were a lot of kids who it was, it's their first AP class and they're, they're thriving, they're doing really well. But there's definitely a correlation between honors and accelerated English or AP English and the ability to handle the pace and the depth of the reading involved. So that's like not anything that we really would have tackled. So we put it on our document for our scheduling process for next year and the counselors were gonna be sort of that first like when we're verifying their schedules, hey, I see you have AP Psych and you're taking academic English in the 11th grade, you know, and then we can talk to them about it. And we can kind of say, here's, here's we don't want to discourage you, but this is what we know. Um, and then we also know that because there are a lot of drops, we need Psych 1 and Psych 2 bells, the same bell as those AP Psych bells, so that if they are going, dropping down, um, we can easily slide them over without moving their whole schedule. Sometimes it's possible and sometimes it's not, but some of it's manpower, some of it's, you know, whatever. But just things like that that are kind of coming out. You know, the freshman counselors have been, Mrs. Fisher and Mrs. Stevenson have been really able to, like, work on a lot of kids who are struggling with 
the transition from junior high to, to high school. Whereas in the past, we'd be like, hey, come on in. Like, I see your grades at the interim or like whatever, or you're, and we'd have that conversation. But they're proactively able to really go after those kids and do some group things. And um, so, that, so it's, it's good. It, it'll be really good after this year when those seniors that we did not want to force to have a new counselor in their senior year um, are gone. We love them, but it's like right now it's crazy and colleges continue to move up deadlines. And so now we have a lot of October 15th deadlines where you know November 1st, it used to be December 1st was the earliest. And then a lot of schools went to November 1st. Now some programs in some schools are going to October 15th. So thanks, you know, and this week we had the PSAT on Wednesday, and we also, Wednesday was the date that all National Merit Summit finalist applications and letters of recommendation were due. Well, that's both of, both of those things are college board, and it was the same day, and counselors are PSAT and National Merit recommenders. So we've just been kind of you know, we've been kind of pulling our hair out, but it's fast and furious. It's kind of cool that it's all, almost October 15th already, and I feel like I've been in school for three weeks, for real. It's just, it's crazy, but it's a good crazy. I don't know, Mrs. Brenner, what's your, what are your thoughts or input or anything on that, on the counselor arrangement? I think it's great, but I have seniors in both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's I just wanted to make her say that out loud. Does your paycheck um, reflect that? Folks, has been yeah. a, a, a whole different yeah. workload for me, um, so that's been really interesting. Um, I'm excited to see what it'll be like next year with working with the incoming eighth graders and then the ninth grade. Um, it is weird to see students that I've worked with for three years, the juniors who just passed by my office and go see Mr. Sweeney, and I don't really like it. Um, <laughs> but that's just how that works. <laughs> so. Um, I think it'll be wonderful. Yeah. I think the, this first year is just, it's just growing pains. It's weird for the students, it's weird for us. Um, and to be fair, end, it'll be the best thing for kids. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And to be fair, Megan has the Oaks, which Mrs. Wellscam did for years and years and years, and that's a whole separate animal. And she's also taken all new seniors that have enrolled. So even if they're in our old alphabet, she has taken all the new ones and a, a bunch of other responsibilities so that because of her reduced caseload, and Chelsea will be back. Chelsea Rose will be back first, second week of yeah. November, so in a couple weeks. Then Robin Wellscamp, who is an angel in disguise, yeah. and that's like an understatement, she is filling in for Chelsea, and so she has all Chelsea seniors, but then she also kept all of her own seniors just as a sub, like she's a long-term sub. She kept all of her seniors, she wrote all her letters of recommendation, she's met with all those kids, and so if we were just, if we had just hired a, a long-term counselor sub, they wouldn't have known, first of all, any of Robin's kids or Chelsea's kids, and we would be, I would be in a world of hurt right now, seriously, because, and Robin, now that she's just back as a sub, like, she's just, 
her thinking is very like forward and she's like, she doesn't have like a lot of the other things. She doesn't have the oak, she doesn't. So she's been like just putting out little fires before we even have thought about them yet this year and, and just, she's amazing. I mean, she's literally an amazing human being. So if you, if your kids have her or if you just know her and dropped her an email or a letter or something, just if you, you know, she's just, she's it, she's it. I have like a serious crush on Robin Wells. <laughs> it's so cool. So she has a really cool butterfly garden in her backyard. So she sends me videos of like these butterflies. <laughs> so, so that's that. Um, we honored our National Merit semifinalists two weeks ago. Our commended today, as Mr. Mater said, um, of our commended scholars. He, Mr. Mayor said it's 2.12. It was a 2.12 to a 2.18, and 219 was the cutoff, which is the second year in a row that it's a 2.19. That's a really high cutoff score. We had three commendeds who had 2.18s. So of those 2.12s, uh, or of our ones that were just honored today as commendeds that needed a 2.12 or above, I mean, most of them had like 2.16s, 2.17s, and 2.18s. Can you imagine? I mean, it's literally a couple questions. Um, so, but that was fun. Um, ACT on Tuesday, practice test. Um, college stuff, you know, we're just really in the like, heat of that right now. So, um, what kind of questions? What am I, what am I missing? Um, How does the ACT that was given to sophomores last year compare to what's being given to juniors this year? Is it the same test? Different test, but full length, retired, Retired ACT, um, timed conditions, everything is, you know, it's an official ACT. So they're supposed to be equally, you know, in terms of the level of the difficulty of the test, that's that's supposed to be the same for each one. So they won't be retaking the same test. Okay. So is the length different between? Um, like the ones our sophomores took this year, was it just four hours? Yeah, so the sophomore one was where they took PSAT. Is everything but the writing? Yeah. Or do you mean the PSAT? Oh. Yeah. PSAT Whatever they just said. Oh, was it the PSAT? PSAT. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, they had a some, choice. So some, so some sophomores took the PSAT. Um, all other sophomores took the a practice ACT, which is just a retired ACT test, which we treated just like a regular ACT. And but no freshmen took the Aspire. Yeah. So the PSAT is a officially scored practice SAT from College Board. So they'll get official score reports um, by email initially, and then there'll be a paper copy like a month later. They send it really late. And then the practice ACT, I believe students scored right then, or maybe they will be scored and given back to the students. They will be scored so and given back to the Sophomores. Yeah. So, like, um, sophomores have no idea. So, we paid for it. It was the PSAT they took. Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't, you get that. Get that back. They're gonna Not as much account. I thought only the juniors. Oh, sophomores. Yeah, sophomores. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. See how easily I just forget something. <laughs> yeah, I just. Like, I'm not. I'm not here. To give it. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so then, so yeah, so PSAT and PACT yeah. at the same time. Yes. You pay for it. They took the PSAT. Yes. So they don't take a, a practice ACT then, or is that the one that's in January? Is there something coming up in January? There's one in January. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's the, a PACT. Would you say about yeah. we don't want to test them to death? I, I yeah. you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is it is really good for them. I mean, good for them in that 
it helps them learn their timing, where their weaknesses are and some of their timing strategies and allows them to get test prep or for you to provide test prep to them earlier. Um, our our school-wide official ACT for all juniors is March 12th this year. So that's why we, we're doing the practice one next week. It gives them almost five months um, if they want to do prep. And whether it's through Torch Prep, who is basically, it's a win-win for us because they come in, they don't charge us a dime to administer the full-length test. They provide a lot of proctors. They score it but then it's a win for them as well because they get to kind of sell what they do and we allow them to use our building to, to give those classes to your kids. But there's a million different you know, opportunities for test prep, whether it's individual one-on-one or groups or whatever out there. So um, they're just one of them. Any other questions for Ann? I just wanna say using Overgrad with the senior, is, you've got a lot of data. It's a great the colleges she was looking at, it helped her see where she fell and it gave her some reassurances because she was the average ACT kid and you know when you're in this building, yeah. it doesn't feel like the average ACT yeah. and that let her look at scatter graphs and information you had back till 2000 whatever and it helped reassure her that she was making good college choices. So I just, kudos. That was awesome. Very good. You like it better than cool. Aviance? Yes, okay. I do. I haven't been yeah. invited to be part of it. So oh, I mean, yeah. you gotta, was so try to be a little nicer. <laughs> He claims maybe to know nothing about Yeah, maybe he'll give in. He doesn't know. Christmas is coming. <laughs> yeah, I just say, I just, we found it a great tool, and so, yeah. That's great. Naviance, I, I think we did it with Morgan, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but it, it was great. Naviance was just clunky. Yeah. It was, it was not interactive, like, you know, Overgrad is more like an app that you just, it's so easy to, if you have no idea what it is, you can get in there and like see right away. Yeah, well, even something as simple as, does this college, is it 60, 40 male, female, or female, yeah. male? And to her, that mattered, you know, yeah. that, what that, and it was a quick look on overgrad of things that, you know, and that's yeah. simple without having to go to a lot of places, it's all right there. And then the tools you need here to do the transcripts and all that, it was very well done, so. Thank you, thank you. So Megan, with overgrad for parent accounts, um, do they have to be invited by their student? They can or, create an account first, and then the student like accepts or yeah. yeah, I haven't been accepted. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, he doesn't know about that. I don't know what you're talking mm. about. Well, yeah. I need a backdoor. You, you yeah. can you I can actually get into his account because it's his Gmail school Gmail, and then his password is. That it's just that he's already logged into Google. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can accept your own request. Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> known to do that. Yeah. Ask yourself to homecoming. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For students that were in Naviance, when it converted, it didn't really convert properly. So, like, I mean, once you're far into the, if you're a senior parent, you probably already know this, but also our ACC scores. Wrong. So I don't know if they're manually typed in there or how they got in there, but they're wrong. So there's a lag. There. There's a lag between when their scores get uploaded, but I mean. But they shouldn't be wrong. If yeah. you will send your kid's counselor an email, you can use my form, or me if you want, um, Brenner M at sycamoreschools.org, I will look at that. Because okay. while Chelsea's out, Chelsea's our overgrad guru, but while she's out, that's one thing I'm 
So I can definitely look at that and make sure that they're fixed. Because they should, they should have transferred um, exactly and then overgrad syncs to our student information system, Dazzle, and it's an overnight, um, nightly update. So we would want to make sure that that's corrected. Yeah. Yeah. And also just- Please let us know. Even, if, even for a senior, please let us know. Yeah, I didn't already, but it's just not been changed. Because that was one thing, what's the other thing? Well, the one thing was it didn't convert, so okay. you might want to check stuff because if mine was like empty. Because mm -hmm. I've been putting stuff in there since ninth grade and oh. it wasn't there. And and then some things are not right, like my her HCT scores okay. are wrong. Yeah, that just needs to be looked at to see. Um, also remember, keep in mind, because some of the kids think this, so if you can know this, and they, they think that colleges <laughs> can go in there and see their yeah. information. They can, those are only, that's all like confidential between we can see it, and you and your kids can see it, but that doesn't, that isn't anything that anybody else has access to. Yeah. I didn't. So can we start using it for ninth graders? The ninth grade rollout for overgrad is gonna be in, they're just, their counselors are gonna talk to them about it in, um, in an aviator or bell, and it's usually around midpoint of the school year, but they can go in there. The ninth graders should already have their accounts because they accessed it, I think, last year. Yeah. Year. My daughter, we had her get on. So yeah. she would accept us because our son we're having issues with, but <laughs> but we could get our daughter to do it, and she was like, I don't know what's going on. Like she's like, I don't know what overgrad is, but she got right on. And so they will be doing us. freshman <laughs> overgrad aviator bells, but usually we don't throw that at them until like after the first semester. But they can, if they haven't already created their account, they can. All they put in for their account is log in with Google, and then they put their Sycamore Gmail address and. They shouldn't have to put in anything as long as they're logged into their Chromebook. Yeah. Um, Logging with Google and they're in. And all ninth graders have accounts because they all had accounts last year in eighth grade. And we just transitioned it from the junior high to the high school. Mm -hmm. Did I just hear that they have that you have to put grades in or results in yourself or do they no, automatically no. No. automatically upload it? Yeah. Um, that sheet that you handed out at Coffee with the Counselor, it talked about when that the when the seventh and eighth graders were doing overgrad at the junior high, and it says it's going through their music class, yeah. which is totally I'm sure not your decision. But if you're in a band class with a hundred kids or a mm -hmm. choir class, I mean, music just seems like a really odd choice. So if you have any, if that's true, mm -hmm. it's it's so my husband does that at the junior high. Oh, if you <laughs> could talk to him. Ben has worked out with the teachers that it's best. Um, that he goes in, and I don't know if it's everybody, but they all come in with their computers. He does lessons, it's several days. Um, I don't know much more than that. Okay, so that. at least it's yeah. not the music teacher presenting no. it. Nope. Okay. The counselor goes in and does the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. thank like you for knowing going. <laughs> it's all going recording. It's all being recorded. Anything else for Ann? All right, next coffee with the counselor is... Well, so our October coffee with the counselor, it, we are calling the evening meeting um, with Dr. Gilman. So that is next... October 23rd. I think it's a Tuesday. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah. And um, so that's, November, that's October's coffee with the counselor. And then November's coffee with the counselor, I don't have written down here, but it was in the minutes. And um, it's kind of an open question with the counselors and with each other. 14th, thank you. So the October 23rd, just so you can continue, because I know you guys are partnering with us and have been awesome with publicizing it and, and providing like refreshments for that night. That's with Dr. Rich Gilman. He is the, he's a big deal. 
So he is the head of um, like the post-traumatic stress, like trauma, not trauma in the ER, but like psychological trauma, mental health trauma at Children's. And um, he teaches, he speaks all over the world. Um, and he just likes us. So he has done some things, some professional development training with our district counselors, but also teachers. Um, he worked with our whole staff last year for one of our professional developments. Um, and he's, he's funny and brainy and just like real. And that whole presentation is on like the buzzwords of grit and resilience and all of those things, but um, just helping build a more resilient child. We have invited um, junior high parents as well. I know there's a conflicting event. Surprise, we planned something and there's a conflicting junior high event that night. But um, we also, in the future, would like to have the like green school, junior high and elementaries kind of do something on their own with him for parents in the evening because we know if we can if we can start a lot earlier with some of that by the time they get to us they're a lot more equipped in some ways to handle certain things um, leader and me training is going on um, the staff has been trained and we talked about it in here a couple times but it's really really awesome um, just it's going to take a while to trickle down and infiltrate but it's in the works. It's not just a, ooh, this was a cool idea last year, and now we're on to the next cool idea. Um, so that's in, in the works, and you can talk more about that. Sorry, you, I, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yes? Do we know if the Dr. Gilman's office is recorded? It is not. Oh, my daughter has her sports awards. Is that junior high, is that what no, it is? No, oh, here. Junior high beta club. Here? The tennis team is doing their sports thing that night as well. At the same time, Did you call the principal. <laughs> um, he, we, we actually just confirmed that yesterday. That because it says on all the stuff, the presentation will not be recorded. And so we were, Megan, who does all of our communication, she was like, "So, is that his request, or is that just something we decided not to record so that people would come?" And I think it's his request. But if that can be recorded, if we can ask them. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria will do it. You guys, hang on your friends to be in their life. Podcast. There you go. All right. See you guys. See you. I guess the next thing will be the 23rd. And we're in the hub for that, by the way. So that presentation is in the hub. Are you? Is it going to be in a room? Uh, there's something in the auditorium. Maybe it's sports awards. I don't. Yeah. We couldn't. We couldn't get the. We there's this no. was last early That's spring. That's why it's been advertised. And we uh, we couldn't get the auditorium. Or we and we also talked about the Innovation Lab, but, which would be really cool. Innovation Lab is a great venue now. It's the old yes. little theater, which was like, like like a death trap. The old little theater, like super steep steps and no railings, which I couldn't believe we. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't have feelings, but this, but it's been like she's the recording. Really cool. yeah. She'd still say this. So that's yeah, something. Oh, it's probably tech week. It's, it's just the arts. <laughs> See ya. Just she's just kidding. I am just kidding. Don't like <laughs> tweet about. <laughs> Anne was not in the room when we talked about we were recording the meeting. <laughs> Okay. 
back to uh, normal business. Um, recording. Oh no, I'm sorry, Vice President Missy. Uh, project requests have applications are out. They're due today. As of this morning, I have 12 project requests. Good. Um, we have to go through them and find out, you know, if it's technology, does it go there? And, you know, um, if you would like to be on the project request committee, see me. Um, it's an open committee, and I'll decide. And I'm hoping to really move this along so that uh, we can vote on project requests at the next meeting. Very good. Any questions for Missy, Vice President? Um, I'm sorry, recording secretary, Alyssa. Um, membership, we are at 349 families and 102 staff, which is pretty much right on track. Actually, membership's gone up, I think, a little. It's gone up After a little last bit. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's around 370. Oh, wow. Really? So mm -hmm. then we, that's more than last year. Yeah, which is why I don't understand why the... That's a pretty big jump from last Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our, our number... Uh, we're falling short on membership budget-wise, but our numbers are good. You so the way that could happen, dollar. there must have been more than 12. There must oh, not be. Actually, what it is is less $100. I mean, you only need two or three $100 yeah, uh, to, to really big, a big difference in our bottom line. Be, but that, I mean, I would really rather have more families feel, identify with PTO membership than money, so. Um, Directory is info, right? We're waiting on correct. Um, yeah, he just called me. Oh, good. And um, Kathy's doing the directory. He. Um, it was almost like he hadn't read. He didn't read the email until he called me. So we got all the data this year from the district, from your final forms data, and uh, so there was a, a little glitch with the data. And. <laughs> It was my fault because I could have checked it three, four weeks ago, but I didn't. I was more concerned about getting it on the page, and so. Um, Kathy knows her child was missing. <laughs> I, I did not notice that um, a month ago. So, um, yeah. So. Only one of her children. <laughs> he, I mean, he thought I was calling about something else. Okay. So I said, did you read my email? He's like, oh, and he read it out loud, <laughs> and he's like, I had, um, so I just gave him the explanation of my daughters, because I have two daughters, and then I, for some reason in final forms, some kid's number wasn't there. So he said he had a hard time even giving me the data because he had to look up who that was. And so on my spreadsheet, there were kids without numbers and there were numbers without kids. So I just blew up all the numbers and he's I'm like, maybe it was for the kids missing. He's like, okay, I'll check that first. Oh, good. So it, it may not be, I mean, it may be a quick fix. So I gave him my daughter's number so he could just look for that one number. Okay. Because I only, that's the only number I knew. So other than that, Kathy's ready to go yeah. to print. And then she has a list of people to help distribute. So yeah. it should come out through your child's aviator, uh, aviator bell teacher. But... We will give you a heads up in the in the aviator update when you should be asking your child for it, <laughs> just in case they don't run right home and hand it right to you. So it's not an app. It's not going to be. It is not an app. The app is pretty expensive, and um, we decided with the number of our members that an eight hundred fifty dollar chunk just seemed 
a misuse of money for us. So, um, but we have a high school team. Some of the kids in the, in the upper level computer science class uh, have been given the task to write us something. So it would be for next year, but they might roll something out in the spring. Um, we'll see what they come up with. They're, you know, they write apps all the time, apparently. Actually, they said it would not be an app, it would be a website, because they thought an app is just too difficult. But anyway, um, it would 